I was drifting away on life's pitiless sea when the angry waves threatened my ruin to be. When away at my side there I dimly described a stately old vessel and loudly I cried, Ship Once again, we say welcome aboard. It's good to be with you at this time. Brother Munn speaking. Our program here called The Mariner's Call. What a wonderful opportunity God has given us to speak to so many people by means of radio. The book of 1 Peter, 1 Peter chapter 4. We're going to go here to the... Oh, the seashore here with Simon Peter, and he's going to tell us something very, very strange. I certainly appreciate you corresponding with us. Hey, thank you for those emails. We have a lot of people that's going to our website. If you'd like to correspond with us and you have access to that computer, we're as close as that keyboard, just F-O-M-M dot o-r-g f-o-m-m that stands for fishers of men ministries you don't have to type that in just f-o-m-m and that period and then o-r-g that'll bring you directly to us and you can sort of surf around find some things that you like uh, watch out for the pictures and you want to stay away <laughs> stay away from those but uh, if we ever can help you please feel free to correspond with us if you call the station They'll give you an address also that you could write to us. And I like getting letters also. The book of 1 Peter, 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 12. He says, Beloved, he says, Think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you, as though some strange thing happened to you. I, I've been there. He said, What are you talking about? I'll be honest with you. I've, I've tried my best. And I, I, I do this with the, with the help of the Holy Spirit now. Uh, to live for God, and to live for God every day. Try to, oh, as far as the old flesh is concerned, reckon it dead and deed and sin, but alive unto Christ. Present my body a living sacrifice. And you know what has happened to me from time to time? Trouble would knock on my door. You wouldn't believe that, would you? Trouble would come my way, even though I was trying to live for the Lord. <laughs> That's just the way it happens. And here, the writer says something like this: Don't you think that? Don't you think that's strange? Don't think it's strange. And I have. I've said, Lord, what is happening here? I'm trying to do right. Why is trouble knocking on my door? Oh, why did somebody criticize me for that? I just told them what you said. I told them what the Word of God said, and the person took it all wrong. As far as uh, the Lord is concerned, he said this in verse 13, but rejoice insomuch as you are partakers of Christ's sufferings. Then it says in verse 14, if ye be reproached for the name of Christ, sad are ye for the spirit. No, 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 no. That's one of them new versions. All right. The old King James, it said, if ye be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are ye. But sometimes I'm not. Isn't it strange that I'm not like, more like my Lord. So what I'd like to do is I'd like to just sort of uh, take off with this. And let me present something. We did this, our little five-minute look at the book. Let me present some things that's almost borderline humorous that I've seen in the ministry that was just kind of strange. Now, I have thought it strange that trouble would knock on my door when I was trying to do right. But the Lord just says, 
in the Bible, old Simon Peter, he just comes to the scene. He looks me in the face. He said, listen, preacher. Yes, sir, uh, Mr. Simon Peter. He said, quit thinking it's strange when trouble comes your way. Trouble came to my Lord, and it'll come to you also. Yes, sir. What have you seen strange? Let, let me, can I put this in a kind of a local church situation? You know what I've found? I've found in a local church situation that there have been some people that uh, find that church services are very long. I've seen situations like this. Now, let's see if we can see if this is a bit strange. Where a person said, it's for his church today, preacher. I didn't think it ever would end. It just went on and on and on and on, and it lasted a whole hour. Church lasted an hour. Now, I'll be honest with you. I've seen situations where the preacher was so long, you couldn't, you couldn't keep awake. And yet he hollered so loud, you couldn't go to sleep. So he was, he was in a mess. And I know as far as preaching, someone said as far as sermons, it's the art of expressing a five-minute idea with a one-hour vocabulary. Now, I, I know that. I certainly understand that. But you know, I found this. I found that the same person that said, I didn't think it ever would go get over. And what happens, sometimes I go home with people like that and invited their home off uh, awesome meal, you know. And we sit and uh, we fellowship. We eat around the table. And all of a sudden, two hours has gone by. And that same person that said that church was so long looked at the watch and said, Preacher, where did the time go? It went by so fast, you know. Isn't it a bit strange? The church is so long, and yet some of the activities of our life seem to go by so fast. I've seen this as far as the church is concerned also, and thought it a bit strange, that a lot of people, that uh, this would be true of most people, if they would go to a sport event, they wanted the front row. They wanted front row seats. Do you know where I'm going now? I bet you do. They wanted the front row seats, but when they came to church, where did they want? Uh, that's right. They wanted the back row. And of course, I know it has to do with the growth in grace. As far as church, they wanted the cheap seats, so to speak. And I have to watch my, I have to watch my mouth here, you know. And uh, uh, growth in grace. I've seen people, as they grew in grace, they just grew closer to the front row. In fact, eventually, a lot of the folk that get real close to the Lord, and I'm not saying the people in the back row are not close to the Lord. I have some in the back row because they are firemen. They have to be back there because they don't want to disturb the service when they have to leave or they get a call or people that work in the medical field or some others that have to, they have other responsibilities in the church that require them to get up from time to time. So they don't want to disturb the service. But you know, I think sometimes it's quite strange that some would want the front seat in the Coliseum and they want the back seat in the church. Maybe it tells something about us. Just go a little further. Let me, let, let me tell on myself. I found this strange in my life that I could find but few words to address my Lord with, but few words in praying, and yet I could talk with hours. I could talk hours with my friends. In fact, as far as the Lord is concerned, I certainly understand that prayer is the most difficult of all conversations to participate in. It's, it takes concentration. It takes a whole lot of thought. 
And it doesn't take a whole lot of thought when it comes to talking with my friends because we can just go in so many different directions. But with the Lord, isn't it sad? I remember I told the the folk uh, during our five-minute program when I was young, I, I sort of was going to time myself to see how long I could pray. Now, I know that's a carnal thing. Please don't judge me by that. And I prayed and prayed and prayed. Man, I prayed and I prayed. I prayed about everything I knew to pray about. I just examined my mind and got exhausted as far as conversation is concerned. I looked at my watch. It's been about five minutes. Five minutes. It's kind of strange. In fact, to be honest with you, it seems very strange. Isn't it strange how a $20 bill seems a very large amount when you put it in a collection plate? Oh, but if you go shopping, it's just not really that big. <laughs> if you know what I'm talking about. Some strange things happen, you know. Have you ever seen this? This, is, uh, this particular thing bothers me right here. Uh, I found it strange. It's so difficult to remember sometimes the words of the Lord. Now, I try to memorize the scripture. I should be ashamed of myself. I don't memorize as much as I used to. But as far as scripture memory, you know, I've seen situations where I've just, I was in a, uh, I needed to give someone maybe some words of comfort or some some assurance or, or show them in the Bible some places how to be saved. And all of a sudden, something just slipped from my mind. And I just somehow, I couldn't remember the verse. I couldn't, I couldn't remember where it was located. And, you know, it just sort of, it was just so strange. And yet, what I could do a couple of years ago, a dear pastor friend of mine, he told me a bit of humor. And I could remember it. I remembered the bit of humor. But I could not remember this particular thing as far as the Word of God is concerned. I believe it's honestly satanic. In the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 13, you remember there, there's the parables that's there in chapter 13. It talks about one situation where the Word of God is planted and the devil catcheth it away as soon as it's sown. So, I'll be honest, I should ask the Lord, please, please, as far as this book is concerned, keep it fresh in my mind. Help me to be able to memorize this scripture. Isn't it strange that actually a preacher would forget or somehow it would slip from his memory portions of the word of God? Very strange. I found also the lives of myself and other people. I found it strange that sometimes it's difficult and boring to read just a couple of pages of the Bible. And yet you could read the entire paper or an entire magazine. Oh, shame on me. Shame on me that I could go through the airport and maybe when I had time, maybe pick up one of the papers and, and read, maybe grab U.S. News and World Report uh, or USA Today uh, magazine, newspapers, and read and read and read, you know, and yet I, I, need to, I need to do my devotions also, take the Word of God out and just, you know, it was easier to read the paper. Oh, that's strange. I don't want that. I don't want that to be in my life. I find that very strange. Maybe I can understand it in the life of other people, but I would not tolerate and could not stand that in my own life. You know, isn't it something that we believe the words of news? We think about uh, uh, daily news broadcast, nightly news broadcast. You know, I've seen people that, that believe that got all involved in that, and yet they struggled with the words of the Lord. You know, isn't that strange? They would quote a bit of nightly news. But as far as the Bible is concerned, they had a problem with some things in the Bible, you know. That's a bit strange. Isn't it strange how that most people want to go to a place called heaven, but they don't want to go God's way? That's just strange. 
This word strange is used many times in the Bible, but I tell you, that's the strangest of all things. I've seen people actually argue with me and said something like this concerning go, going to heaven and said, uh, it said, I'm going to go my way. You're going to what? You're going to go your way. My friend, you, there is no way. You can't have a way. It's not your way. Jesus said one time, so elementary, even I've been able to present this to my small grandchildren. And Jesus said in John chapter 14, in fact, Thomas and Ash actually said, Jesus said, you know the way? Thomas said, we don't know the way. How do I we know the way to heaven? Jesus said, concerning the Father's house, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Jesus is the way. Have you trusted that way? You know, isn't it strange that people would trust their religion? They wouldn't trust the way of the cross. They'd trust their feelings. I've had people that said, are you saved? Yes, sir. I, you know, I, I feel like, I, I don't care how you feel, you know. You may have cancer tomorrow. You may not feel that way. But I've trusted the way of salvation, the person of salvation, and that's Jesus Christ. And it would be very strange for somebody to trust any other thing or any other person outside Jesus. For me, it was January the 2nd, 1966. Oh, I turned from the direction of religion. I turned away from Wayne Munn, and I turned toward the direction of the cross. And all the Savior, I found a Savior who took, and I don't understand as far as how this great sinner uh, would have loved and died for this old sinner. Our great Savior would die for this old sinner. What a great Savior we have. And to know that he had saved a sinner such as I. I've seen some strange things in life. Stranger yet is how that someone would actually trust. And they would actually want to go to heaven when they die. But my friend, they won't trust the way to heaven. Some strange events some strange ways. Until next week, the same time, this is Fisher Munn saying goodbye.